Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Thursday. Before we get into it, I think I'm going to express something we're all going to express here. We weren't sure when we had to put a pin in it because of Corona, how we were going to bounce back, how our numbers were going to look, but I'm happy to report that this was the best month we've ever had on this podcast for downloads. So thanks guys. Thanks for coming back and thanks for sticking with us, man. Max, what's going on? Well, I mean, they heed my advice. I say download and listen to every single episode, and people that's what people are doing. And I think it's its well worth the investment. I mean, I, I don't know how many shows we've done. Me, me, you, and Panther have been doing this for a few years now. So, I mean, we probably have a solid collection of episodes. So, if you download and listen to every single episode, it, it, you know, it might take you a few months, but it's worth it. It's worth the investment. It's, it's, it's the best binge listening you can do. There you go. What's going on, Panther? Uh, you know, not only is it, is it worth it, um, but it's so much fun. You know, I, I don't know if it's as much fun listening. I hope we entertain you guys and bring you some knowledge and bring you some money. But, um, for three guys in Arch, Max and Rich that I literally have never met, this is, this is our meeting point right here on, on this podcast. Um, I have so much fun with these guys. So, uh, look forward to continued success and, uh, see where it takes us. Richard. Agreed. We have a lot of fun. So fuck you, Arch. Fuck you, Panther. Fuck you, Max. <laughs> I hope I never meet any of you son of a bitches in real life. I'm just going to say that now. I don't want to meet. All right. So why are you stalking me, man? Stalking you? You're the one copying off my Excel sheet, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm just kidding, man. Okay. Let's get into it. We've got perhaps the most exciting football game the NFL has ever released. We have the Denver Broncos going to the New York Jets. This one opened up with Broncos minus two and a half, maybe even three, depending on what your book was. And now it's either Broncos plus a point, plus a point and a half, or a pick em, Max. I like how Arch just says he doesn't want to meet us, yet he's the filthy Canadian. Uh, like really, I mean, he's, he's, he's the, you know, he's the Canadian of the group. So, uh, but, I had to make Canada cooler, that's for sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, but you, you have a new Canadian superstar that's going to be making the waves <laughs> in denver that is is mr uh, uh i gotta get his name right here mr brett rippon i i want to call him mark after his uncle who uh was a quarterback in the league uh years ago which team uh, he was a washington oh. uh, football uh quarterback was he not <laughs> that's that's where he was he was best known for right yeah yeah uh he, well brett Ribbon's going to get the start tonight. Um, he played a little against the Bucks last week. He did not look stellar, but it was a short period of time against a defense that's pretty good. The Jets' defense is not very good. It's not good at all. So I think Brett should have some time to throw the ball, see what he can do. He's an undrafted free agent. So sometimes those guys can bring some magic, right? Some, sometimes those guys can just come out of nowhere. They're undrafted, but they had you know, stellar college careers. So maybe he can get it done, get the Broncos their first one of the season. I guess the line shift to the Jets kind of makes sense with Rippon in there. But I mean, I don't see a huge drop off between Rippon and Driscoll, really. So to say that this is going to go from Denver minus two and a half to now the Jets minus two. Uh, I get it. They're the home team. But what have the Jets shown us at all this season that says that they can win a game, win a game by two points? 
I honestly think I still have Denver winning this game. Even with Rippon starting a quarterback, I have Denver winning this game. But are you going to give me a couple points? I'll take the points and bet Denver. You're going to bet them? Yeah, I'm betting Denver. Ooh. Hell yeah. I, listen, I have, I have Denver winning by four. Ooh. When are, you, when, when are we ever going to see an opportunity for the Jets to take the field and Sam Darnold might actually be the best quarterback on the field? It's Mike. still probably a question. Mike, Mike yes. Mike. I'm, I, it was not an endorsement at all. I, this is about as close as it gets. He, he was going to be worse than Locke. He was going to be worse than Driscoll. He might be better than Rippon. Uh, we will find out tonight. Uh, but, man. The Broncos probably have the, the slightly better defense. The Jets aren't as bad as they've shown, but they're still pretty bad. Can't defend the run. Melvin Gordon might be able to get something going tonight. I think he'll he'll get the rock, but, man, this is going to be such – it's like the NFL when they put out these Thursday games. is like if they, can they one-up themselves on the worst possible Thursday game each and every week. Um, I'm with Max. I think there's just more talent on the Bronco team. Um, they've got the better running back. It's probably a toss-up at quarterback. It's as sad as that is. So, fuck it. I'll my baseball picks are shit. So I'll bet football. We'll go with the Broncos. Do we have to do anything? No, I mean, you don't have to do anything. Oh my lord! So you have the worst offense in the league in terms of points versus the third worst offense in the league in terms of points. And I'm not sure that Darnold would be the best quarterback no matter which team he faces in the NFL. I think Rippon actually might prove to be a little bit better than Driscoll. I know that you know in, in the game against Tampa, he threw a pick, but that was the only pass he did not complete to his own teammates. So he was nine for nine, eight to Denver, one to Tampa Bay. <laughs> uh if he can avoid the turnovers, I think he might be an upgrade from Driscoll. So if he's an upgrade from Driscoll, they should get Philip Lindsay back today. Maybe he practiced. So if he does uh, return to the action today, you're going to get that one-two punch from the Denver backfield. I have Denver winning this game, but I- I'm not getting numbers good enough to bet either side. So I- I'm just going to lean Denver on the money line. It all comes down to home field advantage, if it, if it is actually anything or not. That's kind of where I'm sitting at. Do I give the Jets you know, a point or two or three for being at home or not? That's what it all comes down to, because this is razor-thin margins we're looking at here. I'm going to lean Denver. I don't think the Jets' home field advantage is enough to warrant them being minus the one. So, neutral site, Denver probably wins. At home, Denver definitely wins. Yeah, it's just a lean for me, though, on the Broncos. All right, in this offensive uh, onslaught, the total opened at 40. It's 41 now. Under. Yeah. Way under. I, I Again, I have Denver winning 17 to 13 or 16 to 13 if, if you carry some decimal points. It, this, is a, this is an underplay for sure. Even, even saying if these teams can score 20 would be a fucking miracle. Man, what did I tell you? Last 80% of these games go over. But he's right. 20% go under, and this is one of them. <laughs> this is a shit show. I'm under. Yeah, I think the average score in the NFL is something like 51, 52 points per game. Denver have scored 45 on the year, so in three games they haven't gotten to the average for the NFL. And the Jets have scored 37. So you're looking at a score of 15 to like 12. That's 27. 
I'm going to lean the under just because I expect a lot of sloppy football and there might be some defensive touchdowns in here. And that's such a low number. So I'm just going to lean on the under. Yeah, I've got it going under just barely. So I'm going to go under as well. I'm looking at the player props. Brett Rippon over under one and a half, one and a half touchdowns. The over pays plus 174. The under under is minus 281. I mean, it's under because, again, I don't think that this team scores two touchdowns. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe the defense scores a touchdown. Maybe running back gets a touchdown. I, I have this under. I, I, the Jets' defense is just so terrible, though. Oh, my God. Like, I would, I would, I would honestly, like, I hate the Jets. I really do. Yeah. I, w- I would love to see them just get blown out by Denver here. I would love to see Rippin just, just rip them today. The only thing that skews anything like these, these player props or, or over-unders is, is going to be turnovers. If somebody puts the ball on the ground on their own 10-yard line, and even as abysmal as the Jets are, only have to go 10 yards, that can skew the whole thing. But outside of turnovers, you're asking me both these teams to drive up and down the field. No way. There, there's not going to be two touchdowns by Rippon. There's not going to be 41 points scored. I just can't see it. All right. There's that. Flip over to baseball, where all of us are doing so, so well. <laughs> the the Dodgers line's kind of trickling in a little bit. Um, let's, yeah, well, wow, okay, yeah, terrible. Let's just go Cincinnati-Atlanta here. Max, what do you got? Yeah, uh, Braves managed to outlast the Reds yesterday. Going to try to eliminate Cincinnati today. Uh, Luis Castillo will get the start. Uh, he hasn't had a dominant season, but he's he's been damn good. I think uh, he's rarely given up more than three runs in a game this season. So while he won't replicate what Trevor Bauer did yesterday, I think he's going to give Cincinnati a very solid start. Ian Anderson, not of Jethro Tull fame, but Ian Anderson, the rookie pitcher for Atlanta, will get the start today. I think he's had a pretty good start to his career in the regular season. Let's see if he can pick up a playoff win today. Uh Money is coming in on the Reds. What's that line doing? Is that line getting better for them? Yeah, yeah, slightly. Mm, yeah, two cents. So I mean, not not enough to call it trap, but the money is on them, and the line is getting a tad bit better. Um, I I'm sorry, Panther. I think yesterday was the Reds' game to grab. Sure was. I, I, I think. I, I think today the Braves knocked them out. So I, I'll, I'll bet Atlanta. I don't think it's chalky enough for me to, to worry about. Uh, apology accepted. The Reds <laughs> did exactly what the Reds do. Uh, Trevor <laughs> Bauer went out and just pitched like a goddamn ace, and the Reds proceeded to leave 12 runners um, left on base. Can we so, call that they metted him? They, they, yeah, they, they metsed they, him? They, What's the... It's like they've been watching too many Mets games with yeah. DeGrom pitching or something. Uh, 37 strikeouts between the two teams, and I won't be surprised if they duplicate that today. Um, the one positive, I feel like, for the Reds is that it did go 13 innings, and I think that's going to actually help them. Castillo has already gone the distance once this year. Um, Anderson has not gone past the sixth inning. So we get into a bullpen situation. The Reds don't necessarily have to go to the bullpen if it's low scoring. Castillo can stay in and pitch. The Braves, I mean, these guys used their whole freaking roster yesterday in that marathon. Um, So if, if it goes deep, the Reds, I think, are in a slightly better situation. I think we're going to see a lot of the same runners left in scoring position, a lot of strikeouts, another low-scoring game. But 
I can't fade my reds here. Uh, I'm all in on them. So uh, actually, they're a plus line. So I'll just money line this thing. Give me my reds. There you go. Luis Castillo has had a good September. Before that, he was a little bit shaky. Ian Anderson, a rookie star in the making, has yet to give up more than three runs in his six starts. So I do think you'll see a little bit um, a repeat early on that we saw yesterday, low-scoring game. So it'll probably be 10-4 by, by the end of the third inning. I am not paying up for the run differential for the Reds, so I'm not going to money line, uh, uh, run line them like I did yesterday. I, I'm just going to bet the, the Braves. Bet the Braves. A little too, little too uh, chalky for the Braves and not quite enough value for me on the Reds. I've got the Braves winning, just not enough to cover that uh, 57 implied probability. So it's just a lean for me on Atlanta. I got no value either side. All right. So no pitchers decided. What's up? Fucking Reds haters. <laughs> no, no, no pitchers decided Oakland and uh, the White Sox. So there's no line there. St. Louis, San Diego, Max. Yeah, man. Uh, you talk about longevity of two players on a team. The last time the Padres were in the playoffs was 2006. They were beaten and eliminated by the Cardinals as Adam Wainwright was pitching to Yadier Molina. Both players still play for St. Louis and we'll get the start today. I, of course, refuse to talk about the 2006 playoffs for some reason. Uh, it has maybe something to do with Carlos Beltran just staring at that called strike down the middle of the plate. But I digress. It's not 2006, it's 2020. Cardinals could eliminate the Padres today or at least set themselves up very well for a Game 3 win. If the Cardinals can chase Zach Davies early, it's going to put stress on that bullpen for San Diego. And I think they're going to be needing their bullpen tomorrow for a bullpen game because they're just without starting pitching right now. Denison LeMay is still injured. Mike Clevenger is injured. So everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. As a healthy team, the Padres should win this series. But without that starting pitching depth that they had all season, I'm worried about them. Um... I think uh, the, the Cardinals' offense is starting to wake up, which is is a bit scary, especially for the Padres here. So I, I'm i not sure if the Padres need to worry about the bullpen game tomorrow because I think they're getting eliminated today. Ooh. I'm going to bet St. Louis. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough situation to go into a game knowing that you're pinned against the wall for the final two games. Um, you know, it, it's kind of sad because Max and I have been on these Padres all season. And the, the one thing that they had going for them was their pitching depth. And it's going to be the one thing that's going to bite them in the ass. Um, Danielson LeMay has, has almost proven to be their actual ace. Uh, and then Clevenger coming over from Cleveland um, just can't stay on the mound. So this, this is a bad situation. And the Cardinals got a, a good bullpen. Um, decent closing, and they're starting to hit, which always makes them dangerous. Uh, it's the only play with the plus line, so I'll bet the Cardinals. 
I think both pitchers are pretty solid. Wainwright has given up three or less runs in eight of his 10 starts, and Davis has given up three or less runs in 11 of 12 starts. So I think what you're going to see is a, a game that's pretty low scoring. Then the bullpens will come in. The bullpens are pretty much evenly matched. There's really not a big advantage to either side. The real advantage here, I think, is San Diego's offense. I'm not getting any value in betting San Diego, but I think they win this game, force a game three. So I'll lean San Diego. I don't have a whole lot I like today, so I need to pull the trigger here. I'm going to bet San Diego. I think they can force this to a game game three, and then St. Louis wins. <laughs> and then the Dodgers shit themselves because St. Louis knows how to handle them, that's for sure. All right, last game, we got Miami and the Cubs. Uh, Jeez, Max, your boy's on the mound, minus 190. Ah, oh, Lord, man. You know, Marlins came up big in their first playoff game in 17 years. You Darvish is the Cubs' hope to avoid an early elimination. Darvish admittedly had a great season this year, but he's got some postseason demons that he's got to you know get, get over, right? He's, he's got to rid himself of of these demons this 5.81 era this two and four record in the playoffs he's just got to exercise those out uh he's also got to worry about historically not pitching well against the miami marlins uh so he's got to forget all all about that today's a new day for mr darvish i know the marlins could be a dangerous team but uh, arch i don't know if you've looked at them uh the, the their pythagorean but mm-hmm. they are one of the luckiest teams in the league yeah like one of the Probably, probably the luckiest. I, the wins are well above yeah. what is expected by their run differential. The Cubs slightly, but but not crazy. I think uh, you know, really, at the end of the day, winning two in Chicago, two in a row in Chicago is tough. The Cubs have only lost two straight games three times this season. I think Chicago gets it done today. I think Darvish gets it done today, but it's way too chalky for me. I will lean the Cubbies. Yeah, I think this is going to be another one of those low-scoring games. Um, we haven't talked much about Sixto Sanchez. Uh, he was the the big coup, if you will, that came over uh, from that JT Riamalta trade uh, two years ago. Um, so he's now he's in the playoffs, and he's got a big task going toe-to-toe with Darvish. He probably won't go as deep as Darvish. Uh, he's just not been stretched out to go that deep. But, um, yeah, I agree with Max that winning two – I was really surprised in the dominating fas- fashion that they won yesterday. This isn't the one that they have to have. They can probably get the they can probably get the win tomorrow um, by not facing Darvish. I think Darvish does get it done. It's a little chalky, so I'm just going to lean the Cubs. Three is the magic number for the Cubs. When they get to three, they usually win. In the last ten games, they've scored two or less six times, and obviously didn't fare very well. During the regular season, when they got to three or more, they were 30 and 11. Mm. Sixto should give up three runs today. He's, he started out out of the barn. He was hot, pitching well. Maybe his arm's getting a little tired and taxing him a little bit. In the last two games, he's given up nine runs and seven innings pitched. It is a little bit cold. The wind's blowing in the wrong direction today. It's going to be hard to score. But I do think the Cubs get to three and win this game. I'm not going to money line the cubs and i'm not gonna run like the cubs so i'm just gonna lean them yeah it's a lean for me on chicago as well um what's the what's the cubs how do they do when they allow five not not so hot i guess huh 
Yeah, and more. I think most teams when they allow five probably struggle. Okay, I didn't well, look that one up. I, I'll, okay. I'll have that ready for you tomorrow. I have a feeling that when the Cubs allow five and only score one, they're probably they probably lose a hundred percent of the time. That's just my my knee jerk. I don't know if that's true mm-hmm. or not. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah, I'm going to lean the Cubs. Too high. One ninety is too high. You Darvish getting one ninety scares me a little bit. So uh, yeah, I mean the Dodgers. We we actually have some lines propagated now. Dodgers are minus two twenty seven. Does anybody want a piece of that, or are they want looking at Brewers plus two hundred five? I think once again you're looking at the money line here. Um, I was temp- I, I, I'm sorry, the run line. I was I was tempted with the run line yesterday uh, of the Dodgers. Like really, uh, and I think you're you're looking at that again today. Um, say what you will about you know Kershaw. Uh, I don't care. Like this Dodgers team, this Dodgers offense is just way too potent for Milwaukee. If if Woodruff even gets a good start and and gets them through five six innings, it doesn't matter because by the time they get the bullpen, the Dodgers have put four runs and late late in the game. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm off this one uh, because there's still no value in <laughs> even uh, run lining it. But Dod- Dodgers going to get this one. And and looking at the bets that are coming in right now. It does seem like people are trying to cash a lottery ticket because it does seem like the public uh, on the bets, it's, it's 50-50. So I, I think, you know, right now there's some people trying to cash a lottery ticket on, on Milwaukee that's just not going to be cashed. Yeah. Panther? Yeah, you know, I, I think the Dodgers get take care of it today, and I think Kershaw will pitch fine because, quite honestly, there's no pressure. There's a, it's not a must-win game. It's not a game seven. It's not an elimination game. It's a, it's he can just go out there and pitch. And like Max said, he's probably got as much um, power behind him on on that bench as far as ability to put up runs than he's ever had in his tenure of pitching in Major League Baseball. So Woodruff won't go the distance. Kershaw doesn't need to go the distance um he'll probably pitch six maybe seven so i like the dodgers to wrap it up but again too chalky so i'm not betting it the dodgers when they win at home they win by more than two (laughs) and milwaukee when they lose on the road they lose by more than two so i think the dodgers win i mean if i'm going to run line anything today i'll run line the dodgers still catching a negative line there yeah i know it's minus what minus 112 something but you know, when you when when you when you end up with more money than you started with, you're still in the plus column. So I got to make up for a few of the losses I had yesterday. So what the hell? I'll run line the Dodgers. All right. Yeah, I'm going to lean the Dodgers as well. Uh, I mean, I do have them winning, and I do have them enough to cover the uh, the minus two twenty seven. Just I don't I don't want to lay that much money down. So just a lean for me on the Dodgers. All right, man. Quick show. We're already wrapping up. You know, Max, you you alluded to the Pythagorean um, win win uh, win formula, and I'm not so sure. With 60 games, you think that's you think that's going to be accurate? I, I, at any point in the season, though, just think about this. If, yeah. if you're looking, if you're looking six, 60 games in season, you know, uh, if you're looking 60 games into a season, I think you have enough data. So, yeah, I, I do think looking at the Marlins in this shortened season. Um, you know, it's it's probably it's skewed. It absolutely is because they, they were one of those COVID teams. They missed time. They had to catch up games. They had to do all this. So it's probably skewed. So it's probably not as drastic as it appears right now because mm-hmm. it's bad. Like, I mean, like honestly, like I think they should be a a, a four hundred you know a, you know a forty percent win team. Like I mean, you know, they were above five hundred. They they were two games above five hundred, and I think it's way 
you know, uh, above what they should have been with their run differential. Um, so you, even, even skewing it a bit, I, I, I think they're overvalued and I think they were playing above their heads. Um, and, you know, thankfully for them in the uh, NL East, they got the Mets and the Phillies. And the Nationals had a bad year too. I mm-hmm. think they, you know, they were very lucky that the Nats were so banged up. They lost a lot of people to uh, sitting out the season, you know, for COVID concerns. The Phillies are the Phillies, and the Mets are the Mets. So I mean, the, the Marlins also had to play uh, uh, Baltimore, you know, a handful of times. That's going to beef things up for them as well. Uh, they had to uh, play the Red Sox a bunch of times. That's going <laughs> to beef <laughs> things up for them as well. So I think they they over, uh, you know. They played well over their expectations or what they should have. Yeah. Okay. Panther, anything to add? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to switch over to basketball here real quick because I want to touch on something that you brought up on on the app and the uh, website yesterday. We were talking about the payouts um, for the the Lakers and the Heat, and and one of the things that you and I kind of said was, well, there's not going to be a sweep. Is Uh there, right? Uh, Well, real, uh uh-oh, because it looks like Goran Dragic's probably done. Um. So the, the, the heat got ran out of the building yesterday. Um, are, do they have anything? Do they have anything for the Lakers? Because the Lakers look absolutely unbeatable last night. That, that just upsets me too. The Drogic is injured. Uh, Adebayo got injured. Why couldn't that happen against the Celtics? Come on, <laughs> that's not fair. And Jimmy <laughs> rolled his ankle too. Ooh. So Richard, we boned. Is it going to be a Lakers sweep? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it'll be the Max's gentleman sweep. The Lakers will let them get one in there. You know, they're they're good for a game where they take off mentally, so it's coming. Hmm. All right, well, they might want to get out of that bubble as quick as possible. So that that's another thing you got to consider. Is just cash it and go home. Mm-hmm. Anything else we need to touch on? Well, we'll talk about the bubble real quick too. Oh, yeah. and, and and there's there's um, now you know. Now that the hockey season's over, there's a lot of stories coming out about, about the bubble and how, how much people hated it. And those are hockey players. I mean, I think Rich is right. I think those basketball players want to get the hell out of the bubble. They don't want to be sneaking girls into their room anymore. They, they want to go yeah. and find their, their mistresses and strippers at home. Like, so I think they are ready to end this bubble. Yeah, pretty. I mean, LeBron came right out and said it was the toughest thing that he's ever done is having to play and do this bubble and be away from the wife and the kids and 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 I, you know, when we first started this whole bubble thing, it's like, okay, just suck it up, do it, you'll be fine. But you you look at how long they've been away. Like I'm, I, I feel them. Like I, if I've been on the road for two weeks and haven't been home, I'm going fucking nuts. So, um, we're talking three months, yeah, or longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're ready to go home. No, I agree. Yeah, the bubble's got to I'm kind of wishing I was a basketball player. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess. Rich is pretending to be arched today. I don't know. Max, that's it. That's it. Hey, head over to AbsoluteDegeneracy.com or download the DGENs app for Android iOS. Let us know what you think about our picture, your picks, anyone's picks. If you want to live in a bubble, let us know if you want to live in a bubble. You can listen to us on that app or on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podsell, and iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Rich, final words. You know, at the beginning of the show, you mentioned, Max, how we had our – or no, it was Arch, I'm sorry, who we, who we had our best month – post um, COVID and we were grateful for everybody coming back and listening and downloading the show. But a lot of it's happening because you are telling your friends about us and we really appreciate that. And that's what helps us grow and that'll help us bring more content to you as well. So the more we grow, the, the more we'll be able to provide. 
So as always, make sure you tell your friends about us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, however it is you communicate. And uh, Panther, I think you're probably on your way home today, so you ain't got to get out of here, but do take us home. Uh, I got to take us home, and the slave driver arch is going to keep me up late tonight. We're going to talk some college football, always ready to talk some big games this week. We got playoff baseball today. Um, I'm almost ready to for hockey to come back just so I can start winning some bets again. I don't know. Um, but you guys know the deal. Please, I, I just fade me. I fade all of us in baseball. Fuck, I don't know, except for the Yankees. You can stay on the Yankees. Um, but let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. When it's all said and done, kids, let's make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.